Welcome to the 30th episode of the Travel Adventure Photography School podcast. This is so awesome to hit 30 episodes. I'm Robert Massey, your host over every single one of these 30 episodes, and I am so glad you have decided to join me today to increase your photographic knowledge. All right, the Travel Adventure Photography School is the educational arm of Robert Massey Photography. That's the photography business of me, your host. We're a petite content creation firm that specializes in crafting images that speak to the heart. And the art we create is often done in some of the most beautiful places in the Rockies and around the world. And you can help support this show and get yourself a fabulous piece of art by purchasing a high-quality handcrafted art print from robertmasseyphotography.ca. You purchasing this print helps us keep the Travel Adventure Photography School running smoothly and churning out high-quality educational content just for you. Now today, we're going to extend on from what we talked about in episode 29. We're going to talk about traveling with a camera. Because honestly, traveling with a camera can be a simultaneously rewarding and frustrating experience. You can get incredible images of the places you go, but then you need to constantly be thinking about what you will do with your gear. That is, if you choose to bring a large camera with you, you could just bring your smartphone, but then you are sacrificing the ability to get some types of photos. It's all a big game of what do you want to shoot while you are traveling and how do you want to produce those images? So today we're going to go over my top tips for what to look for in a camera to take traveling. Now I will make some assumptions here on this episode. Firstly, you care a great deal about image quality and are willing to carry around a little extra weight to get the best images possible. Secondly, you understand the type of travel photos you'd want to take. And thirdly, you are looking for something beyond a smartphone. Smartphones are amazing cameras that can go everywhere with you, so you will likely have one with you during your trip anyway, but every flagship smartphone will come in essentially the same package, with the same base features and similar quality sensors. This episode is about looking specifically for a camera to travel with, not just using your smartphone. Now there are many reasons to travel with a camera versus a smartphone, and vice versa. We covered all of that in the last episode, number 29. So if you're debating if you should bring your camera or if your smartphone is good enough, head back one episode and listen. We'll be right here waiting for you when you get back. And we'll be ready to talk about what to look for in your travel camera. Now, generally speaking, the best travel camera is the one you have with you. It's the one that's going to allow you to keep moving throughout a day and will balance its size and weight with high-end image quality. But what specifically should you be looking for in a travel camera? Size and weight is the first thing I'd look at. Travel cameras should be the right size for you to be able to travel easily with. Don't go looking at things like the Canon 1DX Mark III, which is just a beast of a camera, or anything like that for your travel camera. Think smaller and lighter. Today, the best travel cameras will be a mirrorless camera. They tend to be a bit lighter and smaller than their DSLR equivalents, and you don't want your travel camera to be a burden for you that you end up leaving it in the hotel room more days than not. So look for something that offers great image quality combined with a small size. Now what I consider small and what you consider small might vary a little bit, but definitely look for something that you consider small enough that offers the right quality of images. Speaking of image quality, that is something else that is super important to look at. And just remember, megapixels aren't the only thing that matters when it comes to image quality. A full-frame camera with a 20-megapixel sensor will produce better quality images than a smartphone with a 40-megapixel sensor. So don't just look at the megapixels and assume that means high-quality images. You want to look at sample images from the camera to really help determine image quality, 
Look for things like smudginess in the lines on images, issues with noise and detail resolution. You want to see how that camera's dynamic range is, which is how it can see things in the highlights and the shadows and how easy it'll be for you to pull information back out of those while you're editing. You want to make sure the color profile looks right. Just take a look at the image quality and some sample images for yourself to make sure that it's going to match up to your standards. All right, tip number three for what to look for in a travel camera, manual settings. Ensure you get a camera that allows you to shoot in manual modes. This is how you can get the best image quality all the time. Now, there aren't many cameras left on the market that don't give you full control over your camera. Just make sure you aren't purchasing one of these. To go along with this, make sure it is easy to change settings on the fly. I know on some Canon Rebels you had to dig through menu after menu to change certain basic functions, like your ESO. Sure, you could shoot in manual, but you weren't going to be able to change a setting very quickly, meaning the usefulness of manual was somewhat diluted. Make sure you can get easy access to your basics of exposure and camera settings, shutter speed, aperture, ESO, and autofocus modes. Now tip number four to look for, the ability to shoot in RAW. This is a must. Do not buy a camera that doesn't let you shoot in RAW. RAW is the only way to ensure the most latitude in editing capabilities and the ability to bring out the most in any image. Even smartphones can shoot in RAW today. Don't accept anything less. Tip number five, lens options. Part of the reason for bringing along a bigger camera is the ability to adapt to any situation. So don't just stick to one wide angle lens. Make sure you have a variety of different options depending on the situation you are going into. What options you have for lenses will depend on the manufacturer you choose to go with. So before settling on one brand, make sure they have lenses that will suit your needs as a photographer as well as your budget. Most camera companies will have access to pretty much every lens you could want, but can you afford the ones that you need or do you need to be in another brand to be able to afford those lenses? It can change quite drastically, so make sure you're checking that out. All right, tip number six, weatherproofing. Most DSLR mirrorless cameras will have some sort of weather sealing on them, but to what degree are these cameras sealed? I know past iterations of Sony cameras didn't have the best weather sealing, but they have improved dramatically over the last few years. Canon has legendary weather sealing in their flagship models. I have zero issues using my Canon in any sort of conditions, but not all cameras are made equal. So ensure to check out how weatherproof the camera you are looking at is. This will particularly depend on how you plan on using your camera. Are you a fair weather photographer or do you like trouncing around in the rain? This will be an important distinction for the type of camera you should be looking at. And price doesn't always mean it's well weather sealed. I have a Canon 7D Mark II, and the 6D Mark II costs the exact same, but the 60 isn't nearly as well weather sealed as my 7D is. So make sure you really look at that and don't just assume that because you are dropping a lot of money on something that it is well weather sealed. Alright, tip number 7, flashiness. Travelers are often the target of scammers and thieves, so think carefully about how that fancy camera is going to look wherever you are taking it. Will you look like a foreigner with a lot of money? This could put you at a higher risk of theft or pickpocketing. The way a camera looks or the brand name it flashes can say a lot or a little while you are out. This is part of the reason I really love the way the Olympus Pen looks and I really love the way that the Fujifilm um, X-T series looks because they look like old film cameras that without a big giant lens on them, people might not think twice about because they look like old film cameras. They don't realize that they're fairly new, fairly nice digital cameras. 
All right, our final tip, tip number eight, cost. This is a highly personal one, but set a budget that you can afford for your gear and stick to it. There are cameras in every price range with fantastic capabilities. When pricing out a camera, don't forget to include things like extra batteries, memory cards, and lenses. These can all add up very quickly, so make sure your budget includes those. If you aren't working professionally while traveling, do you really need to drop $5,000 on a camera body? Or will the $1,500 camera suit you just fine? And you can then book some amazing extra excursions, better accommodations, or extend your trip to get more photos and cooler places to go to with the extra money that you're saving. So think carefully about what your budget is and where you can allocate that money. So those are eight things I would look for in a camera to take traveling. Now, there are a ton of cameras out there that fall into these categories in all price ranges. So with so many options to choose from, which one should you get? This is highly subjective and will partially depend on what you are already using and what you are familiar with. If you're interested in knowing what a few of my favorite cameras are in every price bracket, so you can get high-end and expensive cameras, you can get medium-budget cameras, low-budget cameras, whatever. They're all fantastic cameras. If you're interested in knowing what my favorite ones are and to find links to each of these cameras, you can find them in the show notes at www.travelandadventurephotographyschool.com. And that's it for the show today. Make sure to check out the show notes for my recommendations of every camera in any price bracket. And you can decide from there which one starts to look like it's going to suit you the best. And as always, let me know what you're thinking. Do you have a favorite travel camera? Do you want to learn something more about travel photography? Then send me a message. I'd love to hear your thoughts and chat with you and get your ideas for what you want to learn about next. You can find me on Instagram at Travel Adventure Photo School and online elsewhere, like on Facebook at Travel and Adventure Photography School. Now grab your camera and get exploring, even if it's just around your house. Let's adventure. Bye for now.